Hey, this is Mark with A Present Word, where scripture is shared with insightful and practical applications for you today. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong, of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Verse 10, And Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp, and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourself, for then three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. A couple things I want to point out is that the officers are to pass through the camp and command the people to prepare provisions for themselves. I want to emphasize the fact that these provisions that they're preparing, it's for themselves. And these officers are saying, in three days, you're going to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you. See, for them, it was their earthly inheritance they've been waiting for over 40 years. Their fathers failed to obey the voice of the Lord 40 years earlier. They didn't have the faith. They didn't believe God could bring them in. This is the second generation, and God is giving them this land. He's bringing them in to possess this land. Luke chapter 12, verse 3, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. In Joshua's day, they were going in to possess their natural inheritance, this land that they had to take. But today the Lord is telling us, we're not to be afraid because Father wants to give us the kingdom. So today we're going in to possess not an earthly, but a heavenly kingdom, one which he's gone ahead of us, said, I go ahead to prepare a place for you. He opens in verse 32, do not fear. Well, he was commanding Joshua, don't be afraid. See, God is giving you this land to possess, and Jesus is saying it's Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He continues in verse 33, Sell what you have, give alms, provide yourself money bags which do not grow old, a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, the Lord's telling us, prepare ourselves money bags which do not grow old. But what is this money bag? I believe the Lord told us in verse 34, this treasure is in your heart. Your heart is the treasure bag. Your heart's the money bag, or your heart is the vessel to carry this heavenly treasure in. This treasure is being stored in our heart. Joshua chapter 1 verse 10, it says, remember the officers, they're going through the camp commanding the people to prepare provisions for yourselves. Today, these provisions, they're not natural provisions. They're an altogether different substance. I believe they're the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Fruits of the Spirit. So as we reflect upon this word, What are we treasuring in our hearts? Whether we realize it or not, we are all treasuring fruits in our heart. They're either fruits of the Spirit, or they'll be other fruits, such as bitterness, unforgiveness, envy, jealousy, self-seeking. The list can go on and on. See, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Provide for yourselves money bags, which do not grow old. Today, if we have a natural money bag or we have wealth, people can break in. People will steal. We see all, all kinds of theft. 
but this treasure is something where no thief can approach nor moth can destroy. It can't be eaten up. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Verse 10, I the Lord search the heart. I test the mind or the secret thoughts to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So we have to realize that we're all bearing heart fruit. The question is, what kind of fruit is it? Because whatever we're bearing in our heart, that's what we're going to be taking to heaven. That's what we're sending up to heaven. See, God will not be mocked. Whatever man sows in his heart through his life, that's what we're going to reap. We're going to reap it here, and we're also going to be reaping it in heaven. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, Jesus speaking, he says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, but do lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So it's interesting, the Lord's saying, don't lay up for yourselves treasures here on earth. He's saying you should be laying up for yourselves treasures in heaven. I was used to feel like everything we're doing is for the Lord, for the glory of the Lord, and it is. But the Lord is letting us know here that you're going to be the recipients of what you value and treasure in this life. What are you sending up? What are you filling your heart treasure with? It's for yourself. When you get to heaven, what you've accumulated, what you've what's preceded us up into heaven, that's what's going to be there. This is our future treasure in heaven, and it has great eternal significance. Really, he's saying this is for yourselves, but he's making a distinction between earth and heaven. See, our heart is either on earth or our heart is in heaven, or it's a mixture of both. If it's a mixture and our heart is in this world or on the earth, well, we'll grow weeds and these weeds will choke out our spiritual life and progress. Our hearts need to be seeking the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because we're living at the end of the third day. Genesis chapter 22, starting in verse 1. Now it came to pass after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son. He split the wood and the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Verse 4. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. Jump to verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad, or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place, The Lord Will Provide. In this story, the Lord is testing Abraham to see does he fear me? Is there anything that he would withhold? And he challenged him through his son Isaac. Would he withhold his son? And of course, this is a typology, speaking of the Lord Jesus, who was to come, God's son, his only son, who he was to offer as a sacrifice for us, for our sins. 
And he told Abraham, Now I know you fear me, so you're not withholding anything from me, Abraham. Abraham is the father of faith, but this is his faith in action. His faith was in fearing God and not withholding even the most precious thing, his son. The question is, what are we seeking? What are we treasuring up in our heart, in our treasure bag? Is it this world's wealth? What are we focusing on? Are we focused on earth, the pride of life, people's approval and acceptance? If we seek the kingdom, then all that we need will come to us. Just like Abraham, see, the Lord will provide a ram caught in a thicket. Like Abraham, if we do not withhold our life, which is our most precious gift from God, like Isaac was to Abraham, if we're willing to exchange our life for his son's life to come in and to grow in us into maturity, then we will have great treasure stored in our hearts. See, and these treasures will precede us into heaven. These treasures are something much greater and more valuable than this world could ever provide. Exodus chapter 19, starting in verse 10, the Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes, and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Well, the Lord said to Moses, look, consecrate them today and tomorrow. I believe that's the active ministry of today that is to be focused on preparing the people, consecrating the people, what to meet the Lord. That's the ministry. Consecrate them today, the first day, the second day. That's what's been going on the past 2,000 years. And then he says, to Moses, let them wash their clothes. See, that's us. That's where we allow the Lord to wash us with the water of the word, the cleansing, the washing and preparing our clothes, preparing our hearts. See, that's our responsibility. And he tells Moses, let them be ready for the third day. So he's putting the emphasis is first on Moses to consecrate the people. And that's the active ministry of today, working to cause, you know, the growth of of the church and to exhort them and prepare them for the coming of the Lord. Moses was to tell them, look, prepare yourselves, cleanse, wash, be ready for the Lord is coming back, be ready for the third day. That's our responsibility. Why? Because on the third day, the Lord will come down. And he was coming down upon that mountain in this story in Exodus to reveal himself to the people that he was in their midst, that he's a living God. Acts chapter 1, verse 9. Now, when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, speaking of Jesus, and a cloud received him out of their sight. While they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. See, he's telling Moses on the third day the Lord will come down. So in this story, the Lord's going up, and the men in white apparel are saying, he's going to come in the same way. He's coming down. See, on the third day, I will be perfected. Go tell that fox Herod, today and tomorrow I do cures, but on the third day I shall be perfected. The Lord's coming on the third day. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. When evening had come, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us cross over to the other side. And the disciples were very wise. They took Jesus in their boat as they crossed over.
We want to make sure Jesus is in our boat. We want to make sure that he's having his way in our heart and that the treasure we're going to arrive in heaven when we cross over from this life into our eternal habitation and abode. What's our heart going to be filled with? What will we have? Let us not withhold anything from the Lord. Let us exchange our life the way Abraham exchanged and was willing to offer up his son Isaac. May the Lord come into our life and grow into full maturity because we have a great treasure that's preceding us into heaven, more valuable than this world could ever provide for us. Let us consecrate ourselves today and tomorrow, and let us be washing ourselves with the water of the word each day, meditating upon the Lord day and night, because the Lord is coming. We're at the beginning of the third day, and this is our responsibility. The Lord's coming back. The Lord's coming down. The question is, what have we been treasuring up as we cross over? I hope this message was helpful to you today. If you'd like to be notified of future podcasts, click the follow button. If you're on Google, click subscribe. This is a free podcast. We are a listener-supported ministry. If you would like to donate, click the PayPal link of this podcast. If you're on our website, click the heart button on the upper right corner. If you don't have a PayPal account, you can still use this link to give using your credit or debit card. To contact me, my email is apresentword at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Thank you.